Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Upstate Coffee Collective podcast. This is episode twenty-three point seven. I don't, I don't know. We're some, we're somewhere in the mid twenties, um, which is pretty crazy. We've been surprisingly consistent throughout uh, this whole crazy year that we've had. Um, we decided to do this podcast pre-COVID uh, with minimal expectations. Uh, our intentions were to get it in when we could, see where it went. Um, and with the direction of the world, it just happened to have played out that we had more opportunities to focus in on creating content. So here we are in our, I think, 23rd or 24th episode. Uh, a couple points. Number one, on the consistency front, you might have noticed that we skipped last week. Kevin gave a nice little two-minute message to everybody about taking a moment for yourself, which is kind of why we took a moment for ourselves. We listened to our bodies. It was a crazy week leading up to that podcast day, the day that we would usually record. Um, we released All Day ADK, our flagship coffee blend. We were responding to a lot of questions, comments. We did a few interviews. We sold a bunch of coffee, so we had to bag it, label it, ship it, all of that. Uh, we, we were just kind of inundated with tasks and very grateful for all of that. But when it came time to sit down and do an interview, um, we hadn't put enough time into figuring out who we were going to talk to and setting that up. So we just decided to take a break. Number two, we have a return guest. This is our first returning podcast guest, Devin Seegers, one of my best friends. Uh, and a real inspiration in my life. I've said before, and I'll say it again, every time I have a conversation with Devin, I feel more dialed in. I feel more inspired and energized to uh, put in the work and not expect results immediately, but instead play the long game. Um, so I'm really excited to have him back on. We get into a lot of stuff today, but what I wanted to get out of him was uh, Devin his, is one of the few people in my life that I've seen put in a lot of work into maximizing, optimizing his process when it comes to uh, work and flow states and self-care, um, both mentally and physically. He puts the foundationals first, right? We, as a culture, we often will forego our foundationals, which he gets into. But the the first acronym you'll hear is meds. You know, take your meds before you go and get meds from the doctor. So that's M, which is meditation or mindfulness. E, which is exercise. D is diet, and S is sleep. Um, we very often will, will forego sleep for sure. I mean, how many people do you hear say, yeah, I'm really tired. I'm not getting enough sleep because I'm working so hard. Um, that's not an excuse. And we need to stop making that an excuse. And we need to stop um, we need to stop supporting that kind of a toxic work culture. So we get into all of that. And then uh, we talk a lot about different tools and tactics that he uses to optimize his work environment and get the best productivity out of himself, get his best work and enter into those flow states when he is working. A lot of us are working from home right now. We probably have a lot of distractions. So this might really apply to you. Um, so I hope you enjoy that. It's 
also just a really fun, engaging, lively interview. Um, we're actually interviewing in my living room this time instead of the podcast studio, um, just to get a little more distance between ourselves because we we can't get complacent um, right now with the coronavirus. So we were staying six feet apart from Devin. Kevin and I are basically making out all the time. So that's a joke. We're not making out um, unless, no, you know what? Well, I won't go there. Kevin and I are always around each other. Um, he's like a brother to me. So I feel very comfortable being near him, um, but we want to separate from Devin. So we're in the living room. There's a little bit of ambient noise. My wife is making breakfast and Penny's jumping around and, you know, flopping around and saying hello. So you might hear a little bit of her um, all a part of being a fly on the wall um, during an interesting and engaging conversation. So I hope you enjoy it. Thanks for listening. Um, if you could take a second to hit subscribe uh, or follow or whatever that button is on whatever podcasting application you use. Give us a rate if you think we so deserve one. A positive rating would be amazing. It helps us uh, reach more people. And finally, if you're looking for a little coffee in your life, we've got a coffee available all the time. It's called All Day 80K. It is a medium to dark roast blend that uh, pushes approachability in coffee. So if you are a little intimidated by specialty coffee and you don't want like a super light roasted coffee that's got a bunch of complexity. You want something straightforward, something super drinkable that you could see being a part of your daily or weekly rotation. Head to upstatecoffeecollective.com. Hit us up. Uh, the coffee is, I'm a little bit biased, but the coffee is so good. It's so drinkable uh, in any form. And we appreciate you checking it out. All right, enough of me. Let's go talk to our good friend, Devin Seegers, about flow states, productivity, and deep work. Hi, Devin. How's it going? So, Devin... Uh, about a, about a boop, fist, boop, 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 boop. Uh, yeah, I mean, you can, be, be, so the, the pop, this is a big pop filter around it, so you can kind of just hang it right here, a couple inches right. from your face is fine. I think um, I, yeah, try, try not to fuck around with, with the, I won't the cords even too it. much. I won't even touch it. Um, but, but get comfortable. Uh, so, yeah, you've never really experienced the mics like this, because the last time you were on this podcast was the first episode of the Upstate Coffee Collective podcast ever, and we didn't even have... We didn't even have mics. We just had that one big Yeti mic, and it sounds terrible, but the conversation quality was high. <laughs> high conversation quality, low audio quality. I have to say congratulations to both of you guys. I don't know what podcast number you're on, but wow, consistency, dedication, you're sticking with it, and uh, also, you just launched All Day ADK. We did launch so All Day ADK. Thank you. Yay! Yeah, we yeah, love it. Yeah, that's awesome. Kevin's eating a donut, so that's why you didn't hear him, really. Donuts are delicious. Don't, leave one for me. Or a half of one. Oh, you ate them all, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, because they're fucking delicious. Was it, it wasn't Penny? Me. It was Penny. That's why she threw up. Uh, <laughs> Devin Seegers, welcome back to the podcast. Welcome back. You're our first returning Thanks, guest. Guys. How has everything been since you were last on? Since like March? Yeah. Ish. February, February. 
Since February. Okay. So basically, a little closer to the face. Year, but a little closer to the face. Hold your mic closer. Kind of yep. crazy. Mm-hmm. Kind of crazy. Um, but I think that's been the sentiment for everyone. Yeah. 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 We, we all made crazy. <laughs> like, 2020's been a little interesting. Yeah. I think a lot of people pivoted this year. They're like, wow, like things are super different. Um, and some people just kind of hung back and are currently still waiting for the dust to settle. Other people took action. You're, you're one of those people. We're also one of those people. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so last time we talked, you, you had a, uh, you, you had a, a, a certain goal of, um, connecting with people and improving their ability to, um, to operate, uh, maybe not even a business, but really like work processes. And, and you were, uh, a, you were describing it, I believe as, um, like a flow coach. Am I saying that correctly? Sure. Yeah, we could go there. Thank you for reminding me of my goals and at the beginning of the year. Right? Isn't that that's crazy? exactly where I wanted to go with this? Yeah. Perfect. I'm intrigued. Sell me I think on that's the cool. thing that you do because <clears throat> I want in on it. Sure. I mean, that all just wraps up. Flow's flows pretty cool. Um, I think of it like the intersection between mindfulness and peak performance, mm-hmm. and it's basically just like, all right, how can we be the best functional human beings possible? Yep. Um, and then the whole flow coach thing was just, I was really into flow research and, uh, there's this organization called the flow research collective along with the flow genome project, um, that I was studying pretty heavily and I was telling one of my friends and she was just like, yeah, so like a flow coach. And I said, yeah, that that's kind of perfect. That's a, that's a really nice sounding name. It's a nice sounding name. Yeah. Even if no one knows what it means. So, okay, cool. For people who don't know what it means. What is flow? Mm. What is flow? Flow is... Flow is okay. Have you guys seen Limitless? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Flo- that's the Wait, Hollywood. The, the series is sparkly. The they're both great. I know. I'm kidding. They're, they're, <laughs> I, yeah, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, they're both really good. Yeah. I watched the whole series too. It was great. Yeah. I mean, that's the Hollywood, the Hollywood version of Flow. It's where you're just like absolutely dialed in, the superhuman version where you can actually focus and you're just cranking out things that when you wake up, you're like, did I do that? Right. Oh. Right. Yeah. It, and and this is this is a scientifically studied state of, of mind. It's, yeah. It, it's a state of consciousness. Yes. Uh, so originally back in the day, it was coined by a guy named Mihai Csikszentmihalyi. Don't ask me how to spell it. Um, I'll Google it. <laughs> yeah. Good luck with, with audio. <laughs> like or I'll do I'll do the voice Google. Yeah, you no, know? That's how that's the best way to find how to spell something. <laughs> Where was he from? That is a great question. Um, and it's eluding me at the moment. OK. But basically, um, future Matt. Sure, sure. This. this guy with the crazy name was born in Rijeka, Croatia, modern day. Uh, back then in 1934, it was technically the Kingdom of Italy, um, but is now modern day Rijeka, Croatia. And man, what? I'm gonna leave the <laughs> I'm gonna leave the spelling of this guy's name in the show notes. And uh, again, I'm sorry, I'm a Western guy. And these names are probably really, really common um, in that area of the world. But oh my God, the number of letters that <laughs> just, I, I just, I, I'm going to put them in the show notes. You have to go read it. You have to. Okay. It's founded on positive psychology. So instead of looking at everything that's wrong with us, all of our neuroses and all of the quirks, it's looking at how we can perform our best and the, the people that do perform their best, what are the commonalities between them? So this is, this is a perfect example. Flow follows focus. 
Okay. Basically, in all of the things that you look at, all of the flow triggers, all of the environments that you can set up to have a more flow-prone life, it's all just getting you to be more focused. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So things like Penny can be really distracting, but that can be a good thing if you're taking a break and you need to like mentally detach from your task. But also we have a lot of distractions in our life. Mm -hmm. So the thing that I'll go to first, look, if chances are most people that are going to be listening to this are like working from home because it's 2020 and we're in a pandemic. Um, you don't say. And the question is kind of like, are you working from home or are you living at work? Right. Mm -hmm. A lot of people have a hard time separating themselves. It's a good from way work to phrase at, that. Especially at home. Right. 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 So uh, if you look around, you just look at around our, our environment right now. We have so many sources of distraction. So chances are, if you're doing anything that requires deep work and focus, you're setting yourself up for failure if you have, you know, as I do, my phone right here, and, yep. and maybe, you know, it's on airplane mode, but if I didn't, and I'm getting ding, and the TV's right there, and there's this going on, and, and there are just distractions all the time. There was this study out of uh, UC Irvine in California, and it basically came up with this number of 23 minutes and 15 seconds. And that was how long it took you to actually get back on task once being distracted. Wow. Yeah. That's and a full power nap. Yeah, almost. <laughs> yeah, almost. NASA, so, uh, so there's this thing I call them NASA naps, but uh, basically all of these astronauts in NASA, they take 26 minute naps and uh, all of the statistics that they tie onto these things like, oh, it improves in vigilance by 54 percent. Mm. I, I don't know. It sounds a little hand wavy, but I know in my personal experience. Yeah, if I set my alarm for 26 minutes, I do it almost daily. Mm -hmm. Take a little nap. I feel better afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. We, we need, it's funny that, that when you started to think about rattling off numbers and statistics there, you, you had to say like, yeah, it gets hand wavy. And, it, and we, we experienced that when, when you're trying to market something like coffee, some, mm -hmm. anything that's like very uh, technical or there's a craft behind it or there's, there's attention and detail and focus, mm -hmm. trying to communicate that to people from from a statistical or from a scientific or, or, or a detail standpoint, it's very easy to lose their attention. So anecdotal evidence is almost better when you're talking about how something can help somebody. You, it, those numbers fly right over people's heads and they go, yeah, 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 whatever. That's why like, we create the, the little postcards on, mm -hmm. on Highlight Roast because um, what, I, what I've been saying lately is like nobody wants to read, a, like nobody wants to drink coffee and read a, coffee textbook while they're doing it unless you're us unless you're me and kevin <laughs> nobody wants to read some a people textbook. definitely would love that right but if you can make it fun and engaging like you guys have and I think approachable you got something here right yeah, which and is that, incredible and, and so if, wrapping it back around to you I, I can see why like it makes uh it having anecdotal evidence in this case is much more of an approachable way to say like, oh, wow. Okay, so so what you're telling me is you did x y and z and it made you better able to do whatever right exactly and study work i was looking for another letter and i got to z right so. and, and the <laughs> fact is every single person is different just because you like this blend of coffee doesn't mean that it's a good coffee just right. because science says that if you take a 26 minute nap it's going to feel you make you feel more energized afterwards doesn't mean that'll work for you right there are two just because you know like fasting intermittent fasting or like checking your blood ketone all of that stuff it doesn't mean it's going to work for you so uh, like this is i think buddha's coolest teaching is 
don't believe teachers, test it out for yourself. Right. <laughs> so the the reason that I it was the reason it's so easy for me to come, you know, w- when I'm thinking about who I want to bring onto the podcast next, I come back around to you so many times is because there's so many directions that we can go here because like you you have you've spent more time than any of my friends that I know figuring out how to be the best version of yourself, how to dial in processes, how to dial in your your mental health, your physical health. And maybe from you, maybe internally your perspective, you're going, well, I've got so much work to do. And, you know, you can you can immediately start to identify the places where you're lacking. But on the outside, Kevin and I and all of your friends, I'm sure, can see all of the places that you have dialed in a process or um, uh, a factor of your health so much i mean i walked into your your apartment and it's got o- only everything that you need and almost nothing more and he put you like the goal and and it's amazing <laughs> because like i always say every time i leave a every time i leave hanging out with you anytime we hang out together which isn't super often and i think you and i agree that it's almost better that way because <laughs> right because we like we come we I come together with a great, a great friend yeah please we you come can pick to pick up where you left off. Right. And we, it's we, always fruitful. Right. I, I I went to his apartment and we were talking about the Upstate Coffee Collective, Kev, because I was feeling He was like, We need a whiteboard. I was, like, I was okay. feeling like really scattered. Here we go. And I didn't I, I was starting to get anxiety about like and like I felt like I couldn't figure out what was the most important thing and I felt like there were too many things outstanding that I wanted to do. I remember this. Yeah. So I went and hung out with him and he's got this little trampoline in his apartment. Rebounders just, are the shit. And you just bounce on it while you're thinking and it and it, you know, stimulates thought, mm-hmm. I'm sure, because it I don't know, maybe you can explain it to me. Sure. But- so so you can look at your body and go bottom up and top down. And what that means in neuroscience, you can get really into it. And um, simplified is your body and mind are interconnected. You totally don't don't try disconnecting them. Mm-hmm. Not recommended. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so is it easier to think your way into a state? Or to move your body and get there and start changing the way your mind thinks. Did that? That sounded Is that clear? Yeah, that sounded pretty clear. Yeah. So I it's easier to go bottom up and move your body to get into some sort of peak state psychologically. Sure. Mm-hmm. It's easier to change your body and to change the way you think than to change the way you think to get off your ass. Like like if I was just like, hey, do ten push ups. You're feeling slow, you're tired, you can't focus. Mm-hmm. Cool. Then do ten push-ups and then then address whatever you want right to do. Try it again, right? Instead of like sitting there and go like, well, maybe I could do this or maybe yeah, and like <laughs> shaking your head and be like, all right, just start writing. You know, sometimes you need like to literally kinda... just go for a walk. Right. Just go for a walk. Mm-hmm. And and if you look at the science behind it, there's really cool stuff. So um, something like walking, for instance, it's pretty basic. But you look at Silicon Valley and you're like, huh, why do all these really high-level CEOs do all of their meetings with they call them walk and talks. Right. And uh, so there's this cool thing called bilateral stimulation. And really simply, it's that there are two hemispheres of our brain. And doing movements that are utilizing both <laughs> hemispheres of the body. Right. Both sides of the yeah, brain. Right. Yeah. They even it out. And, and a lot of the time we'll be doing a task that's like really right brain or really left brain, left brain. And, um, what we've found is that doing these, doing these actions, like, okay, even having a, um, I brought this cause it was in my pocket here. People talk about like hacks and flow hacks. There mm-hmm. are really no hacks. It's just like having an environment that, uh, 
lets your biology work for you mm -hmm. instead of against you. But something like this, if you're stuck, if you're stressed out, your brain waves are in like beta waves, yeah. which is good for focus, but prolonged beta will just lead to burnout. <laughs> Penny so. sees you have a ball and <laughs> she is interested. <laughs> Benny, so we're not that different She'll than like dogs. dogs are really in tune with this kind of yeah. tactic. So how can we be more like dog? Like like the, like I said before, if you can make a coffee roast that makes me feel as excited and amped as a dog, sign me up. Sign me up. Mm. We're working. So on how it. are they always having fun? They're always playing. Look at them. They nap during the day. They're super excited. They go do sprints. Yeah. They're mm -hmm. all out or they're off. And that question of like. If you're always on, are you ever really on? Mm -hmm. And we Amen. live in this always on society where like hustle and grind are <laughs> honored. Oh, it's like uh, but burnout is everywhere. What's that word? Hustle porn. That's a thing. Hustle porn. Is that really a thing? Yeah. People basically the Internet is obsessed with the idea of hustling and grinding and, and you, know, do, you know, sleep when I'm dead kind of kind of a. Sure, and if, and if that if that works for you, cool. It uh, doesn't. It works for it, nobody. I don't, I don't think it works for many people, and it, it definitely doesn't work for me. I can tell you that. But let me go back to this. This is cool. Mm -hmm. So let's say you are coding, or you're doing a task, or you're doing whatever you're doing, and you kind of hit a wall. What's going on in your brain is you're probably in high beta, which is like not a creative state. You're not open and receptive to new insights, inspiration, or anything like that. So if you even do something like take a ball, and I can't do it with the mic in my hand, but you throw it left and right. And in uh, like Montessori schools, they call it crossing the midline, and it helps integrate what they've learned. Um, and what you're doing is this bilateral simulation. So you're bringing your brain waves from like high beta down to a more receptive state like alpha and that's where you're open you have creative insights and if you study like monks brains when they're meditating they're more in that like alpha theta realm i am am I'm i blown away by that i'm nerding out too much let's no bring no this do back you're not you're not keep going this is let's this is no let's bring this back to practical and applicate sometimes english happens sometimes my, not. uh in the words of my friend odie <laughs> matthews uh words are hard were you about to say applicability Yes, that's the word. Thank you. So, you know, I'm really an alpha right is, now. Is great. You can <laughs> fill in the blank. <laughs> I've been crossing the midline with my mic this whole time. <laughs> yeah, he just passes my. Oh, is that why it sounds like shit, Kevin? <laughs> it's like an auto pan effect. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah now I'm going to make you in stereo and it's going to it's going to trip people out. It's going to mess. So, so up. yeah, let's talk about this, because a lot of people are at home. A lot of people don't necessarily know how to separate their work environment from their living environment. And, um, and they don't really give the space to have either a fulfilling home life or a productive work life. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. That's my, that's, that's my experience. Okay, cool. So right before this, um, <laughs> it was funny. My friend Jason was like, dude, can I pay you to have more conversations like this? I was like, no, uh, That'll but, be five ninety nine. That'll be fine. <laughs> but what I told him was, um, look, he's he's a pretty successful entrepreneur, and for high performing people, there's a tendency to always feel like there's a there's always a next level of improvement. There's always a next level of productivity. Like, where's my next stream of income that we're working on? The product launch is coming up. Blah blah blah. Talk with the team, and and you're in this always on state, which can work short term. It's not a long term solution. And um, 
And basically, we were talking the other day, and and he has a, everything on paper. You'd be like, wow, that guy has a really successful business. And he goes, I'm not motivated at all anymore. I don't want to grow the business. I don't want to do anything. Like, it's all the signs of burnout. Right. And it's everywhere. That's the thing that's not sexy, that that doesn't have a little hashtag uh, burnout track on, on, the, on the hustle grind <laughs> right. or whatever. Hustle porn, did you say? Yeah. Yeah, that, that's the dark side of hustle porn. Right. No yeah. one ever talks about like, yeah, uh, I'm completely burnt out. I have a, I have a seven figure company and I'm broken inside. Yeah. Well, to create an analogy, um, it's almost like that's that's what's happening when the camera's off. Yeah. You know. Yeah. 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 So it's what's like the real hustle, life hustle, like? hustle, hustle. That's all anyone sees. But when the camera goes off, all of a sudden that person's <laughs> like broken and tired and yeah. Yeah. Or they can't sleep or and then mm-hmm. like that's foundation, mm-hmm. right? Right. The fa- I, I think I brought this up in one of our conversations, but there's this acronym MEDS um, and in a highly medicated society where that's we kind of outsource our health to these doctors and nothing against doctors. But um, realistically, can someone take care of your health in 15 minutes and a quick visit? No. So this acronym MEDS is just going back to the basics. Meditation, exercise, diet and sleep. So simple little work hacks, like having a, having a ball. You don't need anything fancy. You don't need the coolest, latest biohacking infrared sauna. Like no. literally a tennis ball or something like that that you probably have laying around. Seriously, put it next to your desk. Um, we are stupid when we're not hydrated. Mm-hmm. Have water next yep. to your desk. It, it's things like if you, if you create the environment, the, the environment will create you. So consciously design your environment. Right? I've got something to throw in here. Like yeah, the rebounder in my office. I love that it's, thing. It's right. those kind of, the pull-up bar um, on the way to the bathroom. So like every single time that you go to the bathroom, you just make this little deal with yourself that I'm going to do at least one pull-up. I, something I want to add to this. Here's, yeah. a, here's a really interesting thing that's happened. Um, with my work, I've recently settled into like more of a scheduled work realm, cool. right? Cool. Which has been a huge. That was probably the biggest thing that I needed for like my own mental health was having yeah. a regimen for like everyone fights it. <sighs> it has done so much. Like one, stone sober. Two, have a regimen. It's insane. Yeah. Um, the guy that I work with, his name's Gary. Love Gary. Right? Gary. We love Gary. Shout out Gary. Gary. Not only is Gary buying a Chemex now because he's worked with me for a few <laughs> weeks, but when I first showed up at work, I had I had my lunch ready, right? So I've got like, you know, me, I've got like oats, nuts, uh, fruit, you know, I'm bringing in like fresh vegetables and stuff to work and like awesome. Gary, Gary pulls over at Stewart's and gets like chicken tenders, right? The first day that we're working together and he looks at like the clementines that I've got and like the, I've got like prepackaged like oats with bananas and stuff in it. And he goes, what is wrong with you? Fast forward <laughs> three weeks, right? Gary now has the same containers that I have, <laughs> comes into work, shows me the healthy food he's brought in. Tells me that he's cut down on drinking. And I've noticed another thing. We both actually... So another thing that I'll do during lunchtime is I'll sit quietly after I'm done eating for a little bit. And like we don't, and now like we have this really weird lunch ritual where we both eat this healthy food. And then we sit quietly in 
this truck that we're driving around to commercial sites and stuff. And he's, he's lost weight. He commented the other day on the way home. We're, we're driving home. It's like 5.30. It's been a long day. We started at like 6.50, right? It's 5.30. He's like, you know, normally around 2, I was feeling like when I used to eat like shit, and not do healthy things and get like enough sleep and I stuff like around two o'clock, I that. would feel like shit. <laughs> and now it's like five 30 and he's like awake. Like we're still ready to do stuff. We could have gone and done something else if we needed to, or wanted to, you know, like, and it's really crazy. Like the thing that you're talking about meds, right? Yeah. It's he's making small adjustments to that. And I, like, I've noticed the, the positive benefits that he's reaping from it. Now I only like leading up to me basically having a mental breakdown. I was only maybe doing two of those things correctly. Sure. Right. Sure. And sleep was out the window and sleep. It should be the back. It should be like, I don't know what it, <laughs> it should be like the foundation, right? Sleep is the foundation. And it is now for me. It is. And that's been the biggest shift. Um, there's a funny term in AA. They, they call you a dry drunk, right? dry drunk they call okay. you a dry drunk yeah it's because like, it's because about? mentally like like you're sober physically mm -hmm. mentally you're not sober like right. you are not in the right mindset to maintain sobriety over a long period of time so here's the drippy part when you hit a certain level of intoxication mm -hmm. <laughs> you don't even know that you're that drunk everyone around you is like wow you're shit-faced yeah but you you have you're, no clue. you're you're your brain waves you don't know you're not aware that you're even that drunk yeah it's the same thing with sleep when you're sleep deprived you don't even know that you're sleep deprived because you're sleep deprived mm. but other people can see you're sleep deprived you're fatigued like yeah oh yeah i mean you can see all the signs but it's also a culture norm a cultural norm you walk around and that's like it's normal to be sleep deprived yeah isn't it funny like it's it's an it is a, it's a badge of honor I got right. five hours of sleep. Yeah, cool. Well, you're advertising to the world that you're operating at about 60%. Right. It's a normal yep. <laughs> part of conversation when somebody goes like, hey, how's things going? How are you? Oh, I'm good. Kind of tired. Everyone's, busy. Everyone's, ti everyone's, everyone's tired. Busy. Everyone's busy. Everyone's Everybody's tired. Busy. Everyone's busy. Good, so, comma, tired, comma, is busy. Is that effective? No. No. Not at all. Dude, you know how your your um, coworker was just like, "What the heck is that?" And he looks at mm. all of your. Real the first food. day, he yeah. was like, "He was like, what's wrong with you?" Now we're both doing it, yeah. and we're both we're so productive. <laughs> and there's that there's this one line: nothing tastes as good as health feels. Oh, that's a good one. I oh, like I that. that. And now when it, like you, you talk about donuts and like yeah, there's part of me that's like hell yeah, I want a donut. Give me, give me, give me, give me. Right. Um. Yeah. It's fall. Give me some cider and donuts. And then I go realistically. I'll crash in two hours. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I that's had just a, me. Like I, that's just how the way my body works. I yep. had a big cheat day yesterday with Ken's. We we went. Um, I, I made myself a good breakfast, but then we went uh, and got cider donuts at Saratoga Apple, um, and we tasted ciders. Ken's and I are not sober, but we 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 do not drink very often, right, Ken's? We we're actually pretty good about it. Hey, we, no judgment yeah. here. Um. I've always been very mindful about about my alcohol consumption for the most part. Mm. Um, but anyways, so we've got cider donuts, we've got alcohol, and then we came home and we had some more alcohol with Hannah and Tyler Kuznia, and then we ordered Chinese food. And so today, that's a Chad Jones move, right? There. That is a Chad Jones move. <laughs> 
this right here is what we call biohacking 101. Yeah. Chinese. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Biohack with uh, alcohol and Chinese food. It's like that's resistance training. We just <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> throw a it's bunch like, of processed food. Yeah, yeah. And, oh, and, and poison really into our body. Right, we figure what, it gets stronger afterwards. Right. It's it's <laughs> it's the it's <laughs> like the digestion version of putting on um one of those oxygen uh, deprivation, deprivation masks, masks yep. and going for it's a like high altitude training. Right, that's what I'm doing. I'm oh. just trying to better. You know, myself. that's an approach. I like it. You know, I, whatever works for you. At the end of the day, can I say though? Alternatively, yeah, I've been running. Like I know. three times, three to four times a week, I'm going for runs, like real run runs. To this guy, the Chinese food to the Chinese store? food place, or yeah. like from <laughs> from Angry Mods. Specifically, of- <laughs> one spring roll, and then he runs. <laughs> Honestly, whatever, whatever you need to get no, you going. I've been doing what? like two to three miles, like consistently, it. and it feels great. And I've always That's hated running. How does it feel? It feels amazing. I feel like more. Uh, I'm more on when I'm mm-hmm. done, right? Sure. What I was doing for a while was uh, work at 6 a.m., uh, get home at n- like 12.30, but actually, sorry, get out at noon, go to um, Spa State Park, run in the Spa State Park, or do like workouts, you know, air squats, burpees, mm-hmm. push-ups, right? And then, Five. and then come home, and I'm fired up, get a little more work done, start doing work for Upstate Coffee Collective, dinner, sleep do it all again and i was feeling like just way way better man it's crazy yeah yeah because i was letting that go for a long time i was just saying yeah i don't have time to work out and i just wouldn't and then i literally because of you i created a schedule that's literally because of our conversation i went oh yeah and i created an outlook calendar schedule where i'm like okay i am at work from 6 to 12 i'm working out from 12 30 to 1 30 man hearing things like that just makes my day dude he was very proud of it too he showed me yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was cool. I think I, 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 I probably a, opened up. I know I opened up my calendar too, and I was like, "This is what I call calendar architecture." You dude. literally did. Yeah, you were nerding out. <laughs> Here's so my bad. nerdy thing. <laughs> I even I created it. a boot down sequence, dude. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Uh, yeah, there you go. Also, like, I love that term. Yeah, I did not I come up I've with. I told it. you that's that a, before. That's a Devin Seeger's. Uh, what you came classic. up with boot down? I call it power down. I call it a boot up sequence. Oh, I have these like I call it you do down. the boot down. I'm like boot I have down. my morning mission and my evening inventory. Yeah. I have like my weekly review. Let's I have talk just about these that. checkpoints. We we've been kind of going like we, we we've been all over the place. We've yeah, been a little all over the place. I I want to I want to do- double down on that. Let's talk For about a conversation around focus. This has been one of the least focused right? conversations. Yeah, well, cuz you're in our arena but yeah, it's great. yeah. It's great. this is fun this is spontaneous and that that's how conversations should be exactly I didn't come over here with like a powerpoint projector that you'd be bored in 15 seconds no I, no I, we'd be into it but maybe not all the <laughs> listeners i've got some really good questions you two talk all the time and i know that this is stuff yeah. that you guys talk about and then i then i do have I've that one th- thing that i want to go back to uh with jason about like creating more space in our hit lives, us with that right we'll now go, hit us with that right now yeah okay. let's finish that yeah 14.7 psi is uh the pressure of our of the is is the pressure of the universe around <laughs> the us. pressure of the air at sea level yeah right okay so basically he he was just like you know the the classic burnt out entrepreneur and you could fill in the blank there are so many people that that this happens this is like the dark side of grind hustle right mm-hmm. or uh, grind porn been there. No, hustle that's, porn. That's a hustle porn. Thank grind you. Porn. Grind what porn. is coming out of my mouth? Grind porn is what they do. <laughs> I don't want to Google I, that. I, yeah, don't yeah. Google that. Don't Google, don't Google yeah, grind nobody porn. Nobody Google that. Go- so the, Google yeah. hustle porn. Though. This is what they don't no, show Don't do you. that either. Just don't Google it. <laughs> don't Google any of these terms. <laughs> so look, 
the the classic burnt out entrepreneur. Yeah. He's like, I have no motivation. My energy is in the gutter. My health's going down. And realistically, I'm not being productive because I'm trying to be productive all the time. Right. Uh, so, so one of the things that I, sh- I told him and he, he mentioned that I should mention this on this podcast cause he's been telling all of his friends and his team. I basically said, there's this guy named Leslie Kamenoff. He's a anatomist. Um, and specifically he's a yoga anatomist. So he's like, this is what actually is going on in your body. And this is why yoga is good for you. Instead of just like it aligns your chakras and, and this is this atomist like A T O M I S T anatomist so oh, he anatomy he studies okay. anatomy okay got it during yoga anatomy. specifically not during he goes like okay this is why the proper alignment is this way because your okay. knee doesn't move this yeah. way the hinge moves one way mm. yeah right all right cool okay so long story short he was talking about the diaphragm and when i was going through my yoga teacher training he has this little um it's basically like you take a two liter and I don't know if you ever saw this in health class, but it's like a two liter with um, balloons in it that inflate like your lungs. Right. Yes, I have seen that. OK, cool. So at the bottom of that cutoff two liter is another balloon. That's your diaphragm. When we breathe in, what we're doing is literally we're moving our diaphragm down. Mm-hmm. It's pushing down and it's just creating space. I'm I'm not answering uh, in the affirmative because I'm currently breathing now. I'm currently listening to the breath. Yes. So what's happening when you actually take a full diaphragmatic breath into your like big Buddha belly breath? Your diaphragm is getting sucked down and it's literally just creating space for those 14.7 pounds of air pressure to fill you with air. You're not over there like sucking in air like you're drinking a smoothie from a straw or something like that. You're just creating space. And the world is cool the way it works. And it's just like, oh, we got you. We're going to fill you up with breath. Mm -hmm. Now, the reason why I told him this is because he's like a technical minded scientific background kind of reductionist thinking like clear the woo woo stuff is not going to get through yeah Mm -hmm. i'm like you just need to create some more like you know nurture in your life it's not gonna it's not gonna work but by telling him this and this mechanism and just going like this is literally inspiration this is like you're Mm -hmm. inhaling it's like this is the process of respiration um if you look back at the roots they're all connected and the words but the same thing happens with like oh you're not feeling inspired you're probably not creating any space in your life. Your mind is constantly on to this thing or that thing. It's constantly distracted, right? We talked yep. about 23 minutes and 15 seconds to get back on task. Yep. How often does your phone ring? Probably less than every 23 minutes, right? Yeah. Depending on what notifications you've okayed. <laughs> probably <laughs> constantly, right? Sure, There's sure. always some piece of information flying at you. So through the we're now realm. set up to be overly stimulated and to never have space to be inspired. Right. Mm. And I truly believe that like inspiration is not this, it it is kind of an elusive thing, but literally if you just create the space for it in in your life, if you go for a walk in the woods without your phone or just like somewhere where you don't get reception, chances are you're going to be inspired. You're going to get a creative insight. You're going to be like, wow, 
this was this was a great use of time. And it's just gonna happen. Oh yeah. It's the same thing with like our diaphragm. It sucks down, it creates the space, and you're filled with breath. You mm-hmm. create the space in your mind, you will be filled with inspiration. There's a four mile loop over by um like Actually, we just walked it yesterday between uh, it's off of Route 29 as you're like entering Schuylerville. So like, uh, mm-hmm. you oh, go, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yep. That yep. way. Um, but it's actually pretty close to town. Yeah. And yeah, it's, not far. it's that would be a great spot or and there are plenty others like it for us, to you and meetings. I to to do walks mm-hmm. and, and talk and talk mm-hmm. and ins- and become inspired. Walk and, and talks. Yeah. Walkie talkies. Walkie talkie. Can we call them walkie talkies? <laughs> I like so, that. That's super cute, man. Yeah, I love I'm going to go for a walkie talkie. <laughs> walkie talkie. Yeah, man. It's like, it's like, uh, it's, you know, what's fun? Like, just a quick comment before I ask you the questions that sure, are like, yeah, loading up in my mind because I've been just like <laughs> slotting them in, like, tick, tick, tick. Um, uh, it's funny how there's this, like, there's this really funny, I almost want to call it like a charming, cyclical nature that's presenting itself right now mm. like we invent new ear pods and then people have to get a cable that keeps them so that they don't lose them right so like <laughs> now, now like what was the point of getting rid we're of the cable that attached to your to your earphones anyway yeah we're creating extra steps for the problems sure like you know you you get older and like you realize like like it, when you're a kid, you have play dates and then you get older and you like you get into like this hustle, whatever mindset. Right. And then you kind of realize like, oh, I need play dates. Like, you, you know, like there's it's really kind of charming and cute in a way that people are having these realizations. Maybe the reasons for that, the reasons for them are varied and some of them can be like more cute. Some of them can be dark, like, uh, you know, you're depressed and realize that you de- you're not sleeping enough and you need to actually be around people. You can't just be locked into the <laughs> algorithm all the time. <laughs> you know, as far as business is concerned in the modern era. But like, I really, I've, I've been really appreciating these moments as I notice them where people are starting to make more space in their life. They're starting to do things like walkie talkies. They're starting yeah. to call their friends and say like, oh, hey, here's my schedule, but I've left this entire space open because I want to spend time with people. What are you doing then? You know, like yeah. and setting up play dates, really. Absolutely. Um, like it, uh, so I, I love that we're talking about that. Me I have too. I have some questions. And, and let me just add on to that mm-hmm. really quickly. There's this guy named Anthony DiClemente, and he's uh, like in the entrepreneurial world. He's like the biohacker. He tests out all the gadgets and okay. gizmos, and people pay him like six figures just to coach him. Like high level he's executive. Like the, he, yeah, he's like the Ben Greenfield of that exactly. world. Exactly. Oh, it's, 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 it's the same thing. Yeah, okay. Same deal. Um, so I was reading, I'm reading his book currently, and one of the things that he was talking about is like this really burnt out high level executive. And one of the, th- like people are paying him six figures to teach them how to remember how to play. Mm. See and what I mean? Sounds That's so, charming. It's charming and also like sad at the same time. Mm-hmm. But it's like we're so addicted to the grind hustle productivity mm-hmm. that you've literally forgotten to have any joy in your life. So you're going to pay someone to remind you how to have like how, how to play like a kid. Can how I have play dates again? Can I change my comparison? Sure. Of him. <laughs> Anthony DiClemente, right? Yeah. That's what you said. Uh, he's not like Ben Greenfield. He's like Patch Adams. 
<laughs> You're gonna have to fill me in. Patch uh, Adams. The Patch Adams, the uh, Robin Williams movie where he goes into hospitals and like helps people feel better by just like being a general like clown. Like he just like brings humor into oh, hospitals yeah. and it makes people feel better. It lifts their spirits and they recover more quickly. He just threw the ball. I almost tried to get. It. Um, <laughs> but like uh, it, Patch Adams would go into these hospitals and these kids were super sick and it wasn't like medicine, right? So mm. doctors were super against him. This is a real guy who actually screw exists. that medicine. Uh, laughter is the best medicine. Exactly. That's the whole moral of the film is that he made people feel better. Yeah. They recovered faster. And guess right? what? And this guy's They're also that. more productive and effective. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Happy people are just like better at life. Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. Because when you're happy, not only are you like self-fulfilling your own contentment, but other people want to be around it. You generate more of it. It becomes like it's its its own thing. It's as contagious as, well, contagious, maybe not a good word in 2020, but it's its definitely, it's something that is easily shared. Um, no, no, that's right. Uh, like, look, shared. before the pandemic, one of my, my, my Listen, big socially things Listen, socially distanced, like but laugh all you want behind your mask. <laughs> <laughs> everything is contagious. Yeah. Laughter. Uh negativity yep all of that stuff. all of it's contagious all of it is sars Just covid, like COVID too. we're finding we're... out how contagious all of and these seriously you are. want to protect yourself against covid protect yourself against all the bullshit also so like oh my god have a mask yo i'm blocking out those, i'm blocking out those haters and covid <laughs> seriously there are people yeah. that you follow on social media that are just it's just mental garbage come on yeah we all do it okay hot take I have seriously, like, if I see memes now, I, like, just pass. Like, I literally, like, by hand them. I'm like, nope. Ooh, you're you're, you're anti-meme right I'm now? I'm anti-meme, dude. I, like, I got to a point, at one point, like, they just, they got so dumbed down. Like, here's here's what a meme is to me. It's a one-sentence picture book, and I need to do some actual reading right now. I'm sorry. I don't have time for it. But, yeah. 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 Amen. Yeah. That's just going to the mask and the bullshit thing. Like, a lot of memes have just been like, nope. So let's uh, Then I, open the memes I know you have, I have like a stack of questions I do Yeah whoever's steering this conversation Take over Okay yeah Okay <laughs> here's where I want to start So we, we started out talking about flow Yeah Right mm -hmm. And you, you said a couple of things That I really wanted to get into Sure You said people who are peak performers Right And and then you were mentioning How they get into that realm Like this is part of flow Right And flow applies to this who are the people that are mentioned as these peak? I'm, I'm just interested, like, from sure. a categorical sense, right? Who are the people that are mentioned as peak performers? And, like, in what way are they performing? And how is flow applied to that performance? It's like a three-pronged question. Absolutely. Yeah. Do you mind if I turn this and ask you? Okay. Mike, Mike, yeah, yeah, Mike yeah. a little closer Do as well. I don't know what you're into. Mike a little closer as well. Yeah, sure. Yep. So, like, I don't know what, what kind of people you're into, what mm -hmm. kind of people you look up to but like what things do you follow do you follow sports do you follow musicians do you follow musicians like, for sure yeah cool so like the most prolific musicians that you can think of mm -hmm. who are they for you uh right now dude lido uh french kiwi juice mm. Um, like really my favorite producers, right? Sure. I'm really into producers. Like awesome. who's, who's making the music behind the music that people are listening to, right? <laughs> I love it. I'm, yeah, I'm really into that. Uh, I actually, I was listening to Lido on the way here. Masego, love Masego. I love beat makers. I love so, it. So yeah. now why do those people come to your mind when there are millions of other beat makers? The, well, I mean, their music just appeals to me. Like I, I love what they're doing. I was actually on my way here. Uh, I was like moving... 
I, I just got that seven sixteenths wrench and I was moving it to the beat of the song that I was listening to. And I was like, this is like something that Lita would throw into a song. Like, just, <laughs> right. Like just the sample of like, just right, the, yeah, the, the ratcheting. Yeah. yeah. That little there that you go. ratchets make. Right. Yeah. And, I, and then, so like I'm listening to his music and I'm like throwing it in where I think he would throw it in, you know, like playing around with it. And that's because like, I love the, uh, I, I love construction. Like, Whatever it is, I love Legos. Mm-hmm. I love things that are part pragmatic, part art. Mm-hmm. Like I, I love that. I love being able to take a thing and put it onto another thing and go, it's a different thing now, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. The okay. creative process is, is absolutely incredible. Yeah. So with people like that, and I just ask you, because like every single person has a different definition of success. True. Everyone mm-hmm. has a def- different mm-hmm. definition of peak performance. Yeah. Um, so, and it really depends what kind of area you're trying to optimize. Yes. So I ask you like who, who comes to mind when you think of, of peak performers, it's producers. Mm-hmm. Do they have like tons of albums? Do they have a, a lot of music or do they just have like, you know, a few songs that really resonate with you? It depends. Uh, because I mean, they, that may not be like peak performance. That may just be like they're no. For, I mean, no. For Lido, it's like like this. This dude, I love everything he does. The first time I ever heard his album, mm-hmm. like everything that came out, mm-hmm. I had never heard him before that. Yeah, he had already performed with an orchestra live. There you go. And like done his own songs cool. and covers and stuff, and like was already a super accomplished peak performer. If mm-hmm. we're gonna like set that bar right, sure. And he's only done more since. He's now been, this year, he's been the executive producer on Chica's album, who's like an up-and-coming female rapper. He was the executive producer on JoJo's album. He worked on Coltrane's album, who's like a new R&B artist who came out. And all of them do work with him. And then like he's got all these other people that he's just like bringing into his own collective of music discography. You know, like he has his own lexicon of musical ability and... um like a uh, um, feature mm-hmm. that is completely indicative to him. He's making his own like world. And then not only that, like he's one of those people who he'll dial, he'll dial into a sound and how it's supposed to make you feel. And the new record that he just released came with listening instructions hmm. that were like, go outside. If you have a favorite pair of headphones, put those headphones on. If they're sound isolating, that's preferred. Lay down, look at the stars. Imagine you're in space while you listen to this album. And I did it and I was, it, I loved it every second of it. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. So, I define him as a peak performer. Yeah. Right. So How what is his recipe? Flow applies to his to work. him. Yeah, I kind of. I wanna... mean, it's complete speculation. I don't know the dude. I don't even know his music. Okay. But what I can tell you is, there's no way that he's super distractive and also highly prolific. True. There's no way that he is like not honoring his biology mm-hmm. and like having some sort of health. And cranking out this much creative work. True. Do you so know it's like all fundamental human things, mm-hmm. but like that's what happens when you're super focused. That's what happens when you're dialed in. And then you're also at the uh, lots of practice. Yeah. Lots of collaboration with inspiring people. That leads into question number two. Sure. Here we are as people. Mm-hmm. We're surrounded by distraction, right? Yeah. We're surrounded by distraction. We're surrounded by cider donuts. We're surrounded by all of these things that we know probably aren't good for us if we actually sat down and thought about them. But maybe we aren't in that flow space. Maybe we're not present enough. It sounds like flow is kind of like a, a 
like a combination of presence mm-hmm. and prescience, you know, like it's, mm. it's not only being there in the moment, but it's also having the mindfulness to be able to like, like intuitively analyze the moment and continue processing forward without any like input, without any, like anything to stop you. Um, what is a way that as a flow coach, you would advise people to kind of like sift their way or weed their way or navigate through all of those distractions, all of those decisions, every little thing that's constantly being flooded their way, pings on their phone, you know, cider donuts at the farm, sugar, alcohol, lack of sleep, staying up that extra hour with someone just to talk or your notifications are on, you can't go to sleep. Like, how would you as a flow coach recommend people start making shifts in their own patterns to navigate through that? Sure. I would be really interested to see that guy's studio, like where he actually creates. Yeah. Um, I can tell you what works for me. I can tell you what works for people that I've worked with producing. Well, I you have a studio. You. Yeah. Okay. And look, the studio. How can does that be, work for you? A studio can be like your laptop now with it. This is a studio. Yeah. Yeah. We're currently in a this studio. This space is <laughs> not necessarily a studio. Yeah. Right. So when I, okay, like here's one rule right off the bat. When someone comes into the studio, it's like a no phone zone. That's it. Oh, I love that. Unless you disconnect from Wi-Fi mm-hmm. and you throw it into airplane mode and mm-hmm. you're just using it to take notes. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, Ooh. like I'm a songwriter as well. I love to use the voice memos on my phone. Mm-hmm. It's quick and easy, and it gets the job done. I got the same. Yeah. So, man, like I still, yeah, it, yeah. nothing, none of this stuff is foolproof. They're not like hard and fast rules, but it kills the vibe when someone comes into a creative space and they go ping and they're checking and they're swiping and you're trying and like the creative process is such a fragile thing. These these ideas are so. The word is not coming to me right now, but that's how ideas fickle. Are like. Kind of, it's not the, yeah. Um, Tenuous. I'm just throwing words out there. I love it. I love it. Ideas are interesting things. And for Mm -hmm. us to like actually create the space to nurture them and to kind of capture them and to develop on them, Mm -hmm. it needs a certain level of focus and and nurturing and, and it can't be around distraction. And the other people that you're with they kind of have to be on the same page because you can kill a vibe pretty quickly. And the biggest part about a studio is really just like setting the vibe for real. So here's one cool thing. There's this, um, there was this songwriting book from a course I took through Berkeley. And the one thing that I took away was in one of the final chapters. And he was talking about how the co-writing process works in Nashville. Okay. And the guy walks into the room <laughs> with this like pretty accredited co-writer and uh the co-writer just like takes the door opens it slams it again opens it slams it again and the guy that was new to co-writing is just like what is going on here <laughs> and he's like all right good just wanted to make sure this door is shut because there are going to be a lot of shitty ideas that are going to come out and no one else needs to hear them <laughs> now The thing is, I don't want you to filter any of those shitty ideas because we throw out enough bad ones and they're going to be the seed for a good one. Mm. They're not trash. They're compost. 
There you go. That's a great way to look at it, right? <laughs> That's shaking his head so hard right now. <laughs> We've reached that point in the podcast. God damn it. All right. It took us but 54 minutes and 40 seconds. There's a level of vulnerability in the creative process that's... Sure. That's not easy to get to. And especially if you're working with someone that you don't really know, you have to be able to like let it all hang out and be wildly vulnerable. Okay. To be able to get to a point of like real progress. And and let's say if that's lyrically and you're dealing with emotional stuff, if you don't have that level level of vulnerability, you're mm-hmm. gonna get these really cliche one-liners that are like, wow, that's Mm-hmm. so saccharine it could be in any pop song and i don't want to hear it here's what that made me interested in yeah what does flow look like for you right you, you've mentioned the no phone sure thing, right sure what what are some of the qualitative factors Qualities. of that what are yeah so what are cool. some of the let's, things that let's put go you into in that space? the uh flow genome project came up with this acronym it's called stir so s-t-e-r so the first is selflessness your sense of self kind of vanishes. So, and I'll, and I'll go into how I experience them and how everyone experiences them is different. So it's mm-hmm. like my, yeah, I experience flow while producing music. I experience flow while doing yoga or like being in great conversations like this or like snowboarding or extreme sports, whatever, that's for me. But everyone mm-hmm. exp- experiences flow in different areas and, and you have to figure out what works for you. Mm-hmm. So selflessness your sense of self is just like gone and you're just being yourself. You're not thinking about this character that you want to be. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not like self judgmental. You're not, all of that is out the window. T timelessness. So weird things happen with time. You just said 53 minutes went by. Yeah. Hey, it feels like we just sat down. Yeah. Yeah. If this were 53 minutes through like waiting on the DMV line, Oh my mm-hmm. gosh! Whoa, wait. Are we, in, there. are we in flow right now? Wait, are we in it? Are we at the DMV we, right uh, now? <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. So Most likely, yes. Group right? flow is a really cool thing, and I can go into that as well. Yeah. But so selflessness, timelessness. Okay. E effortlessness. So not only does time kind of dilate and distort, and you're like, wow, this has been 53 minutes, but it could have felt like, you know, we could do this all day long. Yeah. Um, and the opposite is true as well. <laughs> if you're not having fun, like. Okay, if I were hung over right now and it's bright in here and I was like, wow, this feels like forever. It would take effort. Yeah. 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 You would feel time. Remember, oh yeah, you yeah. would feel Do you like remember hungover homebrewing? Our first homebrewing essential oh, where so I, horrible. I was in one of the worst states I've ever been in. <laughs> yep. That was a long that was, that podcast. Was a podcast. Yeah, it felt long, right? Yeah, yeah. So when when you get when you get the recipe right. So it's like I think of flow like um, an emergent property. Flow is like snow. It just happens when you get the conditions right. Mm-hmm. Like flow is like snow. I've never said that before, That's but really I kind of like flow is, flow is like snow. Like I can't if if it's not below freezing, snow's not going to happen. Right. Mm. It's just going to rain. It's just going to rain. So you have to get the environment right, and then then flow just happens. Yeah. Mm. Just like snow. So e effortlessness. Um, R. So there's this richness is what it's called. So it's like an information richness. Your experience is wildly fulfilling. It's uh, it's engaging mm-hmm. to a point that you're not distracted. A lot of it comes back to focus. Mm-hmm. 
So like almost all of those things are like, you're so dialed in. Mm -hmm. That's one of the ways that I describe it. Like yeah. I'm in the zone, I'm dialed in. When I get into flow, typically it's behind a screen in Ableton. Mm -hmm. That's just how, I, how I've been working recently. But like how it looks like for me, I'll go hours just cranking out a song or like uh, it's I lose sense of myself I lose sense of my time mm -hmm. I lose sense of even what I'm doing and at the end of it I'll go okay I need to get up it's been hours and I need to like go take a walk and something like that oh dude yeah I can totally identify with that. <laughs> exactly yeah. <laughs> exactly yeah but there are moments where I'll I'll disregard all of that stuff and just be in the zone and then at the end of it you're like what just happened and the mm -hmm. next day, I mean, so I've been starting to produce on a new project with one of my friends and um, and we listen to it the next weekend because I'll, I'll usually create a project and let it sit and I won't think about it. I won't try to mix it. I won't do anything. I won't mm -hmm. judge it for mm -hmm. some time. Mm -hmm. Like the creative process and then like the refinement process, I think should be separated. They like for writers, they say, uh, write drunk, edit sober. Yep. Uh, oh, who said that? Hemingway? I think it was Hemingway. I, I think it yeah. could be. Yeah. So um, that's what it looks like for me in one case. Yep. But it's this, it's, it's just focus. It's just presence. You're mm -hmm. so in it and it's intrinsically rewarding. So that's, that's another big factor is like when I'm in flow producing, it's not that I'm thinking, wow, I'm going to release this and so many people are going to hit the like button and my social media profiles are going to blow up and so many people are going to think I'm so cool. Well, because that's not selflessness. Yeah. And yeah. it's also irrelevant. Yeah, totally. But like that's, that's, I'm doing this to get to that. Mm. When you're in it, you're just in it and you're, you're rewarded from the journey, from yeah. the process. One thing that we do, um, let me, let me try and see if I can, structure this correctly so it, it this is kind of wrapping back around to what we were saying before mm -hmm. um we uh it we don't pay attention very often to what we do um naturally right what we're naturally attuned to what we what we naturally let happen around us in our lives and how we structure like paying attention to how you structure your day or your environment um, is it, that's not a normal thing to hmm. do, which is, which is, which is insane, right? It's inherently wrong. Right. Uh, but it, if I've learned anything in this podcast, in, in creating this project that is the upstate coffee collective and in, in meeting all these people that I've met, it's that, questioning what we've learned up until this point and realizing that we have the ability to then make changes and create new rules and create new norms. Mm -hmm. um, that's so important. Yeah. And it's, mm -hmm. and it's, it's so necessary for us as a, even, you know, globally, like a society to progress uh, it, it, people are so um, resistant to change mm -hmm. and resistant to questioning conventionalism that uh, it's 
causing us to all assume that, oh, there's just these rules we follow and I've got this phone and I've got this thing. And when I'm done working for the day where I was mostly distracted and didn't get a whole lot done, but I punched my clock, I can go home and I can stare at a, you know, I can stare at a, a screen at and, a different screen at a different screen <laughs> and, and, and forget about whatever I'm doing. And, and you know what I mean? And, and it's, it's those like cheap thrills those cheap highs that everybody are like yeah that's just what you do and then you go to sleep and you get a kind of shitty sleep because you were staring at a screen until yeah. 10 p.m and then i wake up and do it all again that was what was giving me this anxiety that's what was giving me I, I was depressed i was um really really worried about you know is this it uh and it what it took getting to this point and interacting with people like you and like kevin and, and realizing that you can make your own rules and do your own things. And the only reason that we're all having this conversation that we've reached these points in our lives that we're questioning these things and that we've maybe even figured out some tools that might be effective is because we got stuck. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Is because we went, this can't be all there is. Right. Like, if this is life, this kind of sucks. Right. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, I, I didn't, uh, I, I, I just wanted to kind of take the different points that we have touched on so far yeah. and kind of wrap them into that. What, what you're asking people to do in order to achieve this flow state is to take a step back and look at how you're treating yourself via your environment and via your habits and ask yourself what works for you. I don't know what works for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And maybe you don't know what works for you either. Yeah. And that's the process of testing and living experimentally. But, to do that, we need to ask better questions and go, <laughs> Penny. I'm sorry. I mean, we're not. No, we're, we're probably we're not good. picking her up very much, but I'm just. Uh, it's distracting. Speaking of distraction, <laughs> no, it's it's all good. And and thank you for bringing this conversation into that broader realm where, like, yeah, the social implications of living unconsciously are pretty big. Yeah. yeah. And and just asking a few more questions and like. There was this study out of Duke that said 85% of our actions are unconscious. Whoa. That's nuts. Yeah. It's and because, again, yeah, I'm skeptical you, yeah. of all these numbers. No, well, oh, right. Okay. Like, how do they get to them? Well, like, it's yeah. more so you've, you've programmed. I, I know what. So, behavioralistic studies yeah. show that uh, we create our patterns on a day to day basis and we, we bolster those patterns with the way that we then choose to do them less and less consciously. So what they're actually saying and that, that can be a great bringing thing. up that 85% that you're just kind of doing autonomically. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh you yeah. Know? And that's um, a habit. Yeah. Which, which is like, it seems to be like this golden buzzword that like, Oh, habits are the key to everything. But a habit is an unconscious process. Yeah. You're just doing it so much. Like hopefully you have habits to serve you. That's yes, the only difference. But, uh, You're still right. doing it unconsciously. It. But there are have, plenty of habits that do not serve you. Have so do you have a time to, to like actually look at them and do you have the courage and to be vulnerable with yourself and look at yourself honestly and go, does this habit serve me? Can I can I take that word courage? Uh, of course. And so you, you gave me an idea for the concept that you were talking about. Do you have the... So epistemology is questioning how we know what we know, right? Mm -hmm. It's questioning whether what we know is right or not, or, mm -hmm. or correct, or serving us, right? Mm -hmm. That's epistemology. It's a philosophical foundation. Do you have the epistemological fortitude to question yourself? Nice. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. There Very you go. Yeah, I, I resolved to simple words. No, it's a, no, no, no. Well, <laughs> this is... 
This is how whatever my brain works. For you. works. <laughs> yeah, man. I'm a special kid. I'm special. Oh, and thank you. You can thank catch you me that. in the corner of the room eating pudding with my fingers, <laughs> talking about how this conversation directly related to one of the lessons that I learned when I read The Tempest for the first time. Like that's yeah, this and that's is, amazing. Thank you yeah. for sharing You're that. Welcome. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. Uh, I'm I'm really having a good time with this conversation. Me too. Um, I honestly think that we've okay. So honestly, I think we've we've gotten. I love that we've developed flow. Let's go back through this one more time to sure. lock it up for listeners. Let's yeah. and then let's for the go sake through of attention span. three things that just happened probably in this. Okay, so there are let's like three key ingredients. I look at everything as like a, a recipe. Yeah. Okay. Um, there are like three key ingredients for flow. And for like accelerated innovation and creativity and, and learning. Um, and the only reason that this stuff is in my brain and like I like maybe I have some tools that might be valuable for myself and maybe for others is because I struggle with this stuff. Mm. Yes. Mm. It's because like I've always had challenge with focus. So I yeah, like I'm the poster child of ADHD. Yo, all three of us in this room are yeah. the poster child children of ADHD. Yeah, and I felt a lot of shame for it growing up. Sure. Yeah, and and all that stuff. So, anyways, you know, like it was kind of funny as I was leaving. I think I mentioned my time in like a Zen monastery the last the last podcast, but you did. I I really hit it off with um, the the chef or the guy in the Tenzo there. And at one morning, he was like, "Dude, I, I can't wait to like read your book, and I hope you're like." Like you, you speak and stuff. And he's like, you're so motivational. I was like, what are you talking about? And I, the first thing that came out was like, the only reason I might be able to motivate someone else is because I'm so damn hard to motivate. And I've had to deal with this guy that I live with every day right. mm -hmm. and try to figure out how to motivate this guy and make him focus and make him be effective. So look, those three, uh, those three ingredients for flow, innovation, creativity, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Right? Hit us. Number one, complete concentration. Number two, um, you're tightening the feedback loop. So you're getting feedback in real time. Mm -hmm. So a conversation like this, I'm like, you can kind of read each other. You can go, am I totally losing them? Did that joke land? Did like, mm -hmm. you're, you're getting real time feedback. Mm-hmm. So complete concentration, real-time feedback, and number three is going to be, uh, they call it challenge-to-skill ratio. And they say, again, here's another hand-wavy number that comes up, but it's the 4% rule. You want to be 4% into your stretch zone. So if you look at a graph on one line, it's boredom. That's your x-axis. Y-axis is anxiety. Mm-hmm. So you're trying to find that sweet spot between boredom and anxiety. 4% mm -hmm. towards anxiety. Mm. Gotcha. Now, here's the trick. You don't necessarily... That, that point always changes based on your state. Mm. So uh, here's the way I like to think about it. If you were about to run a little friendly race, if we're like, hey, guys, after this little chat, let's go outside. Um, let's, let's run down the block. Mm-hmm. It doesn't take much of a time up front to go, hey, you know what? I'm going to grab my sneakers. I'm going to lace them up. I'm going to actually like, yeah, lace up those sneakers. Mm -hmm. And then uh, it doesn't take much more time 
to do that than to just go out there and flip flops and run the same race. Mm-hmm. Right. But the end result is going to be very different. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. You're going to yeah. fall flat on your face. If you've got some flip flops <laughs> on, they come flying off. I was, so, I was just explaining something similar to this to you. Uh, when I was heading to home Depot to grab that cord, I took, Remind me. I took yeah. 10 minutes. So, okay. New thing, a thing that I had to do for my job. Mm-hmm. People, have you ever been around a guy who can just like call out tool types? Yeah. Like just yep. sizings, fittings, whatever, everything. Sure. Right. I took, I went to home Depot yesterday. I, I've been doing a ton of like installation dealing with like these high torsion springs and like I was just at a crazy like water treatment facility the other day um and you end up like 30 feet above the ground um you know looking at where your steel's lining up with your insulation and just like all this interesting stuff and the guy Gary who I work with he's been doing this stuff for like 35 years 40 Mm -hmm. years right so he is a genius as far as that's concerned he has an entire uh dictionary of words like a word bank for him that exists that I don't have yet. Yeah. So I took like it. Pro- I told Matt I probably looked crazy. I was at Home Depot and I was just picking up the different things that I knew I could either use or needed and looking at them and kind of studying them and walking around with them in my hand. Like um, and I even did this when you said passing the midline. I do that. I do that without thinking. I didn't even know that that was the term for it, but I yeah. was passing them back and forth in my hand. And I'm looking at them. And Matt this morning, I was like, I was like, Matt, I did this to get a laugh out of Matt, but Matt's like, can you get an extension cord? I go, that's fine. I need a three eighths drive conversion to a seven sixteenth deep well socket wrench with 12 points anyway. And he's like, right over my head. (laughs) He's like, he just starts laughing at me. I'm like, I literally just learned that (laughs) yesterday, (laughs) but I did that. That was me putting on my shoes because I want to go back to work this week. And I don't want to be in flip-flops running a race. Sure. I want to have sure. my shoes on, and I want to have a different outcome than I had the week before. I love that. You so know? it's preparation. It's preparation. It's preparation. Yeah. And preparation looks different for every outcome that you want. Well, and that's almost one of those things that helps get into flow. Preparation? Oh, about. absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So let me just let me just finish this idea to yeah, actually yeah. give some practical things. And, and yeah, let me run with this. That 4% into anxiety mm-hmm. of your unknown, it's in your stretch zone. That's always going to be different based on where you are. Let's say you're hungover. That 4% yesterday after you just like went for a run, you slept and ate really great. You just found out that like your friends called you and you had a great conversation with them. You're feeling on top of the world. You're feeling all kinds of love and support. And your 4% that day is going to be way higher than the day that you woke up with a headache. You found out your cat died and I don't know, fill in mm, the blank. Yeah, and So that's a variable point. Mm-hmm. So if you try to do the same thing every day, it's not really a recipe for success. So you mm. have to figure out where that point is. And the, the the flip-flop analogy that I tried to say is like, how do you prepare? Did you say, let's say, move your body? Did you do all those basic things? Did you do maybe breathing exercises? Did you get out into the sun? So uh, Matt, on uh, your bachelor party, when I was showing you the, the app State. Oh, yeah. What that did was you think incredible. of that? Oh, I loved it. Yeah. I mean, I, it... I don't freak you out. It pushed me a little bit into the the that anxiety zone a little bit because yeah. um, you're hyperventilating. It's making you uh, maybe slightly lightheaded, and uh, you can even sometimes you can even feel like tingles at your extremities, right? Because you're basically mm-hmm. hyperoxygenating, mm-hmm. or rather, you're uh, you're purging all your CO two out of your blood. Um, 
I did a little research, but the, the point is it's, I know that it's really good for you. I know that it increases focus. It increases, it puts you in a certain state, so which is the reason for the name of the app. Right. Um, yeah. So I loved it yeah. to answer your question. Yeah. But, but I definitely was afraid to do it alone. Sure. Right? Okay. So I, I don't do it alone at all. <laughs> I, I love that. I love yeah. that about you, man. What? <laughs> no, you're just, like, that that's cool. That's that's all good. That's all good. Yeah. Wait. What do you love about me? I mean, just tell me because <laughs> I, I need a little compliment. Today. Just uh, I would like an essay, roughly a thousand thousand words. Thousand words on is all fine. the things yes. you love on me. Um, <laughs> no, I love that you're just like you're scared of breathing deeply. You're scared. Like it's well, kind it's, of funny and quirky. Well, like like dude. It's okay. charming. It's Matt, hype, I'm hype. It's hyperventilating. Though. Matt, you could pass Matt, out. Matt, what? When was the last time you got behind the wheel? Yesterday. Oh. That is statistically one of the most dangerous things you could do. But like yet somehow you're a little bit apprehensive oh, of like buddy. You're gonna doing a breathing exercise. That's <laughs> doing a breathing exercise on your phone while sitting on a couch. And it's just funny. It's like I'm not making fun of you. I'm not attacking you at all. Oh, it's just no, we I... all have these quirky little things that we do unconsciously. Like we drive to the store. Great. That's a dangerous act. Mm-hmm. Sure. But yet if like, yeah, we do something a little bit differently, we can feel completely like our, our sense of security is rocked. Yeah. I just, I mean, I, I would counter though that like, well, I, I, would, I think what Matt was trying to convey was it feels foreign. It does. It absolutely it feels yeah, foreign. Just, and yeah. I just, I just don't want to pass out by myself. That's all. That's and, yeah. and realistically, oh, what yeah. would happen? Worst case scenario. Let's say worst case scenario for either of those. Like, we know worst case scenario, you get behind a car. Right. What is worst case scenario, you pass out on, your, you get a little dizzy, pass out on your couch alone? I don't know. What oh, what yeah. happens? I actually don't know what the worst case scenario is for Yeah, that. like, what, what, I don't know. I what what happens if you pass out? You I think wake you up. want to say you die. Like, I mean, yeah. I, but, but I don't, say I, die. I, I think you probably just wake up from unless like, you pass out, Unless you're doing it in your bathtub. Ooh, yeah, shower water blackout. Which you shouldn't do it around water. Your body's an incredibly adaptive machine, and it just wakes up. Yeah. PSA, still don't crazy hyperventilate though. in water. Thank you. And yes, you're please welcome. Don't. <laughs> please don't do that. Um, okay. Let's do this real quick. Let's yeah. recap yep. this. Con- okay. We tried to. It, well, no, we, we're going to. Matt, I'm not ragging on you. I'm not ragging what's, on you. <laughs> what's meds? Hit what's, us up with meds. What's next? Just touching each other. What's, what's, uh, what's meds? Oh. Hit us up with... I'm, I'm running through these acronyms one sure. more time for the people who listen so they don't have to go back. What's meds? Meds. Meditation, exercise, uh, diet, and sleep. Okay. And meds helps us get to that point where we can then engage stir. What's stir? Ooh, this is a good recap. Right? Mm. Uh, Selflessness, timelessness, effortlessness, and richness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which are the components of? A flow state. Boom. Boom. That's our recap, baby. Right. It's it's we're we're using foundational aspects of meds. Right. Is just is being human. Being really. yeah. Well, taking care baseline. of the like, self before you go to the doctor and mm-hmm. before you actually get their meds. Mm-hmm. Check your own. Exactly. Yeah. People are so right. People are looking for hacks. I know, right? That's I love like, that. Yeah. Check the, your uh, own meds. People are looking for but, hacks. But, okay. First of all, I will say it's harder. It takes effort. Yep. It's more expensive. Like, it's not the it's not set up for you to be easy and to dial in those things, right? Right. Well, like it takes work. Well, 
Society do doesn't make it easy. Exactly. To dial into that it's place. not the yeah. cultural norm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And even even if we look at like which is cheaper to buy uh, things that are organic and not like filled with lots of sugar, mm-hmm. or to just go get a, a prescription for diabetes, way cheaper to go get your prescription. Well, isn't it funny that like a two liter a two liter bottle of soda is cheaper than two liters of filtered water? Yikes! Didn't know oh, that. Oh yeah, it's no, I, I I said this to my mo- so my mom works for Conifer Park. And yep. they work with people who have like addiction, substance abuse problems. Sure, right? yeah. And I, we were talking the other day. We talk about her job. Like she comes home, she talks about her job. Like, um, and I, I turn to her and I go, "Isn't it weird that fentanyl, the drug that most people are cutting into heroin, is cheaper than finding a therapist to get you off heroin?" And she was like. Whoa. And like that was a crazy wow. conversation too. Yeah. I was like, I was like, society's really not doing us any favors right now. But um I will say this. Yeah. Lear- going back to what you said about putting the shoes on, right? Yeah. If if we're gonna put this in this into the food category now, I have noticed that it is cheaper to su- to shop the produce section, right? The produce section. Yes. It is cheaper to shop the produce section than it is to shop the aisles overall because not only are you buying whole foods that mm-hmm. are giving you nutrients throughout the day. Remember the thing I said about Gary earlier, right? And myself Nothing and how we're eating healthy. Vitality at, feels. Yeah, right? So yeah. we're doing that. But you don't have to go to the doctor as much. Yeah. Because you're not buying those processed foods. So so look, let me just add on to that. It's it cheaper, cheaper long term. Once you scale it out, and if you look at every single action and decision and go, how does this scale out over time? If we amp, okay, do either of you have a phone on you? I don't know where mine is. I buried mine in the couch. Yeah, mine's not. You guys are so good. I'm going to give you mine. (laughs) And just really quickly, I literally buried mine. Matt. Yes. Take my phone. Yep. All right. Uh, Calculators up. Let's do this. Let's do this. Uh, One. Times 365. Let's get really basic here. Okay, that, that would be 365. Wow. Let me double Good thing check. We have though. an engineer here. Good thing we have an engineer. <laughs> double check. It's 365. I outsource all of my all of my numbers oh, to a calculator God. and a uh, and a mathematician. Okay, now let's divide that by 40. Divided by 40. 9.125. Cool. So let's just say, uh, there. You know, because lack of time is usually a big excuse. Like I don't have time for that. That's a big one. Yep. And I, I've said that before. So let's bust that myth forever. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what we just did there is saying, okay, one hour a day, whatever that is for you. Do you have one hour a day to do whatever your creative project, your new side hustle, your uh, maybe just walk out in the woods and clear your mind without your phone. All of these things that we, we set ourselves up to and go, I don't have time for that. Yep. One hour a day, just one hour a day. If you do that every single day, it turns into nine 40-hour work weeks, nine full-time work weeks, right? Mm-hmm. At the end of Throughout a year. Throughout a year, yeah. Yeah. So that's how, if you look at, like, how does this scale over time? Like, that one Oreo does not make a big difference. But mm-hmm. if that one Oreo over a, every single day over a year, like, that's crazy. Right. Or it's the, And it goes the other way, too. This is all the slight edge or the compounding effect. But it's like, look, if you did do 10 times 365. That would be uh, 
3650 <laughs> but let me double check wait, here. Wait, wait, wait. Actually, actually, let, let's go for 15. Let's go for 15. 50 mm-hmm. times 365? Is that actually, right? let me ask you a question. Ask me a question. How many pages do you think is reasonable to read daily? 20. 20. Cool. Throw that in there. 20 times 3. And that's a lot probably. Okay, so then let's dial it back because we want to rather we'd rather hit it consistently. 10. Let's do 10. 10. Let's yeah. do 10. 10 10 pages times 300 is right 3650 pages of a book. Wow. So, how many books Now is that? divide that by the, I would say Depends the average book is around 250 pages, 250. Yeah, so Average uh, like nonfiction. I'm sure uh, you read way bigger books with way bigger. Oh, the words are words. probably so long. The in his words books. themselves <laughs> are like double I'm anything just, I can even. You comprehend. see me sitting over here with my hand over my brow. He's like, like that's one average book that I knock not, out before my 14, coffee. Fourteen point six books on average. Yeah, per year. Do you know how many books I read per year? Maybe two. But isn't that crazy? There's no consistency like if for you, it. That's just how you can look at the, uh, how our actions and decisions scale over time. Mm-hmm. Ten pages a day gets you how many books? Fourteen and a half books a year. Right. It's a lot of fucking books, like, dude. It's 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 those things that are simple to do, easy how, to do, and easy not to do. Right. If it's you're reading easy. Dan Brown books, you can read way more. <laughs> <There's>, <laughs> you way more. You just I, get blast through them. Anyway. So so to actually <laughs> get to, through his whole category, a catalog, and to book. implement that idea into, for example, what Everything I've been doing. Do. Yeah. What I've been doing in my life is taking an Outlook calendar mm-hmm. for my life because mm-hmm. I have an Outlook calendar for work, and I try to ca- I try to schedule shit into a calendar on my phone. And never ended up looking at it because it's like, oh, I have a doctor's appointment in six months. I got to make sure yeah. that I get to that. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So now and what I, I do, text him and just ruin the whole calendar. Anyway. The calendar's ruined. <laughs> so now what I've been doing, like I said earlier, is I schedule hard and fast sections of my day that I know are filled with something like work. Yep. Um, like settling uh, settling down to for sleep mm-hmm. right i i take an hour or, and i said to kenzie yesterday i have not been good about it but at least it's on my calendar it Matt, gets me thinking about it do you have a, do you have an alarm that you wake up to yeah is that reoccurring every single day almost yeah cool do you have an alarm that triggers you to go shut off your electronics and go to sleep start winding down no i just use the calendar yeah so honestly like there's one thing right there it's way more effective to have a nighttime alarm so you can actually go to sleep on time and you'll wake up naturally right that's more important than a than a oh shit get out of bed alarm oh shit yeah you got to be to work right now yeah (laughs) exactly yeah so so i've like a wind down alarm think about that right and you go okay you know i have one in my phone that it's basically like this little lullaby as cheesy as that is but it's just like the stock apple thing and it's my alarm to take summit out yep so one, like it's accountability because I, I need to take her out because I have responsibility. Yep. But the other thing is like, okay, yeah, start winding down now. And then you wake up the right time. No problem. Yeah. And yeah. I do the, the calendar app has the dings that mm-hmm. say, hey, time to wind down. And, and at least the prompts. Yeah. So my point, though, was applicability for these, for these different types of ideas is to create structures yeah. that hold you accountable. So in this case, you're saying... Um, what, what was the thing that we were just talking about? The compound effect, like 10 pages a day, 10 pages a day reading. So you you find, so now I've got 
from and this is changing, but for for now, for the sake of the example, from sure. six to twelve, I'm at work at Capel, so yep. that's filled with Capel. And then from twelve thirty to one thirty, I'm working out. I'm running in the park. And then and maybe think about that. That's an hour a day invested into your health and body. And it's fantastic over it a year. So that's going to be huge. Yeah. Even if you only had look. Even if you only had 10 minutes a day, even if your excuse was I'm too busy to work out and if you could find 10 minutes a day, that's 3,650 minutes. Divide that by 60 is, I don't know, I guess, yeah, mm -hmm. hold on, let me, 3,000. Math. Math. Divided by, what did we say? 10 minutes a day. And you said, divide that by what? I did 40 for like 40 hour work week. Hold on. Wait, wait what are we trying to do right now? What are we I don't know. For? You were like, do it. Uh, well, no, we're losing focus here. We're not Look, in flow state right okay, now. Okay, so 10 times 365. Right, it's 3,650. Yep. So uh, that's how many minutes at the end of a year that you would have worked out. Oh, exactly. I was going to divide that by oh, 60. So then do that by 60, see how many hours you would have worked out. That's 60 hours, 60.8. It's almost 61 hours of... That's 60 hours of working out. Yeah. 10 minutes a day. Yeah. Yeah. So the excuse that you don't have time to work out is bullshit, basically. And, and like, I don't do this stuff to be harsh on you. This is to be real with myself. First. For real. Um, actually, so that's that's a perfect applicability or that's that's a perfect segue into something that I, I wanted to make sure that I put in here, which is that doing these things, you're going to have people who say they can't do it or or they look at you funny for doing it. And and for perfect examples, the first day that Kevin sat down and had lunch in front of Gary and Gary said, what the hell are you doing or what's wrong with you? Right. Yeah, like, God love Gary. Like, what's wrong <laughs> with the you? Perfect man? example. But, but what that is, is We've that converted him. It, what that is, though, is that you're threatening to unseat uh, a, a, a thing that this person thought to be true. A cultural but, norm. Right. Yeah. You're, well, and you're just questioning, because I do it one way doesn't mean that your way is wrong. Correct. But inversely, just because you do it and that seems to be what everyone else is doing doesn't mean that it's necessarily the right thing to do. Right. Everybody sitting down and eating, you know, pizza at lunch just because everyone else to do it doesn't mean you have to do it. But man, is it good. But man, pizza. Pizza's great. <laughs> Uh, okay, well, um, Kevin, what's your jam? Oh, you're hitting me first. Yeah. Oh, damn. Uh, I'm just gonna I'm gonna double down on Lido? that, that Lido, buddy. Mm. That album, Peter, man, it's so good. Yeah, dude, I can't can't get off of it. If if I was to, I think I mentioned it already as my jam, right, on one of the podcasts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's let's reference a different song. There's this dope song on it called uh, University. Um. And it's got JoJo and Coltrane in it. And oh it's yeah, so good, so good. It's about, um, I think Lito, like I think he had like a crush on this girl who was in college, and it like wasn't the right time for them to meet each other. Yeah, and he's just kind of acknowledging that throughout the entire song, like you know, like I wish this was a better time, but mm -hmm. eh, this is what it is. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Devin. Yes. What's your jam? Thanks to you and the introduction to Lo-Fi, uh, Swell, I'm Sorry. Mm. Yeah. And I had to look because I know on our first podcast, I butchered it royally. What did you butcher? The the song that you I were listening like, to? I was like Britney Lewis, <laughs> like 21st century <laughs> oh, rap. Oh, Britney Howard, Britney Howard. Yeah, and it's and it's Britney Howard, and that's not the name of the song either. <laughs> it's been You've been holding on to that for six months now. <laughs> 
Yeah, what is it? Is it 20th century metal? So it's, it's actually 13th century metal. 13th century By metal, Brittany yeah. Howard. By Brittany Howard, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Dude, actually, I bought that record for my mom. It's fantastic. She loves it. It's so funny. I keep throwing modern artists into her and Mark's record collection <laughs> yes. and they love them. I walked up in like I walked up to like talk to them this morning and Childish Gambino was sitting on top of the record collection. I was like, all right. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, can I change my jam? Change it. All right. My jam is uh, the new season of Dissect where he's breaking down because the Internet and actually, a little tip off to Devin, Childish Gambino, when he wrote that album, they uh, rented out uh, Chris Bosch's mansion and it had a giant Buddha statue in the front. And he printed out the rules of being in the mansion. And one of the first rule is no cell phones. Boom! First rule. I love that. I love that. Wow. Uh, Matt, what's your jam, buddy? I'm going to throw a curveball at you. <gasps> uh, Pink Floyd, The Wall. Yes! Oh, shit. So I'm, good job. I, 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 Penny, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'm feeling really calm. <laughs> uh, so, Why the wall specifically? Uh, that's what I'm listening to right now. But so every once in a while, every like year or so, maybe longer, uh, I go back and listen to, I attempt to listen to the entire discography of Pink Floyd, which is a lot. There's a lot. That's like how Chris watches all of Stargate. Yeah, it's wow. like that. You yeah. guys have that thing. We do. You do that. All right. Yeah. I'm well, so I just happy to I just enveloped myself in um, Pink Floyd. Yeah, just that era of music in general. I'll go back and listen to Pink Floyd. I'll listen to like the Eagles. That's another one. Oh, all right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then uh, the Beatles. I attempt to listen to a lot of the Beatles, but at mm. some point it gets really psychedelic. Right, like really 70s, mm -hmm. 80s, psych, uh, 70s, mm -hmm. psychedelic, 60s, 70s. Uh, late 60s. Yeah. yeah. And, 60s, oh, and um, Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young. Mm. Ooh. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I'm, I'm somebody who... CSNY. I'm, exactly. I'm somebody who for, foregoed, forewent. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm somebody who foregoed classic rock all throughout my life and, and just ignored it because I was listening to punk music and I was listening <laughs> to fucking like, you know... Fallout Boy, and yeah. I never went back and listened to the greats, and so I've been trying to do the do my due diligence, mm. and so uh, Pink, Pink Floyd. Floyd all day, mm. yeah, Pink Floyd. Love I it. I try to like classify the times of my life where I only listen to like specific types of music, but the truth is that I've always been a metalhead. I've always gravitated toward things that have a lot of soul and like rhythm and blues to them, like good bass lines, good drums, good singing, right? Mm. And I've always been like just surrounded by people who listen to these various types of music like my dad's such a classic rock fan and like such yeah. an 80s metal fan you know and, and then my, my dad mom's too. like a world music fan um for the two of you since both of you were like oh yeah pink floyd um hans zimmer yeah. yep just redid the song eclipse by pink floyd on it as part of the dune soundtrack that's coming out wow i'm in there yeah. All right, doing it. I'm all about it. <laughs> it wasn't. It, it. It's not. It's not currently a deep cut, but I'm cutting deep to explain cut it. Deep. <laughs> cut deep. All right. Uh, what's it? What was in our mug? What do we have today? It was all day 80k. Hell yeah, man. Yeah. The, That's again. The, congratulations, guys. This thank is you. Awesome. I know our coffee available all the time that you can drink anytime. Dude, oh wow, that has a nice got, little line, right? Dude, we have gotten such great feedback on it and i couldn't be more happy with it and honestly it's like it's congrats to us but it's congrats to nick fernia 
I was yeah. Just, yeah. I was just chatting with him yesterday about it. And Can like, I throw like a really nerdy wrench into this? Yes. In honor of our conversation, in honor of you saying the number one thing that you've done to like dial in life is sleep. Oh, yeah. What is like, I know you say you can drink this all day. But ideally, you want to be drinking it before what time? <laughs> 3 p.m. 3 p.m. Yeah, I love it. 2 Cut it off at 3 p.m. <laughs> yeah. Honestly. All day within a little asterisk. I Okay. Well, okay. Going back to what you said. Let's finish. Going back to what you said. Flow is different for everybody. There are some people who have a genetic code. There are. That but it's very. Processes caffeine faster. What is That's the percentage? not to say that it doesn't affect your quality of sleep. <laughs> right. A lot of people, when they talk about drinking caffeine later in the day, they talk about how it won't let them sleep, right? right. Regardless of who you are, it affects your quality of sleep. And that's just as important. We're talking about that sleep richness. Boom! <laughs> Boom! <laughs> Matt, what's your call signal? Seven Mary Three. That's right, baby. Kevin, Kevin, can you can you mention chips really quick, just to keep the continuity of the? Hell day? yeah, I hate the feds. I only trust the California Highway Patrol system. <laughs> Dev, thanks for coming on. 